Hello, everyone, and welcome aboard the Gilded Lily. If you're new to the show, we are an improvisational and collaborative storytelling podcast that's focused on telling fun, character-driven stories. Now, what does that mean? Well, we sit down here at our desks, pick up a quill, and pretend to be someone we're not, using these uh, funny-shaped rocks with numbers on them. We're here to weave a tale for you to enjoy, second by second, line by line. This one here is about a few college roommates who abandon higher education and accidentally become pirates. Well, hopefully the good kind. Our story is being told with a game system you may or may not be familiar with, Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. We loosely rely on this system to tell our own stories independent of the lore and problematic content that often comes with these Dungeons & Dragons as you pull them out of the box. In short, it just means that we use dice to decide what happens next to our funny little characters. What adventures will our rascals get into this week? Well, let's roll some dice and find out together. Hello book, this is Neil again, crew log, um, day two. Today we went to visit Gillian's shop, the tiny man what worked with hammers that I mentioned from last time. From him, we want black powder. He has none. There is a woman there with some prints, robbing our friend blind. I got to put the new recruits through a secret test. We fought the thieves, and they didn't kill anyone. Good for them. The thieves were weak. Except one. She got away. Aurora something. Two of the young wizards almost died. Most of the villains, they ran off. But we captured two for questioning. I hope they have something useful. Goodbye, book. I am done. First off, to set the scene, you have stepped into this very, very small room. Um, the ceiling is probably about five and a half feet because he's a half. Oh god! So you are all kind of stooped, like the the two Even of you Riley. who are much taller, yeah, are kind of stooped um, to fit. Jeez. And Ooh. in here. There's like a very simple wooden desk with tons of stacks of paper on it. Um, behind the desk, there are like bins of materials and supplies. It's like that, that might be coal, that might be iron. I don't know what it is, but it's a bunch of rocks like in different barrels behind his desk. Um, and off to the side, there's a very, very small cabinet, roughly three feet across, two feet high, covered in all these little drawers. And they're all kind of, they have, a language I don't think any of you speak. It's the halfling language. Scribbled uh -huh. on. Uh -huh. 
Oh, you do speak no, it? Gnomish. Oh, gnomish gnomish. half link. But the whole kind of um, like shelf here is full of these little tiny drawers that have halfling written on them. You don't know what any of them say, but he's pulling them out one by one and looking. And he goes, thank you so much for... And he's like rifling through, for helping me with um, those ruffians. Um, that doesn't, that has never happened here before. Have you seen those people before? Like, do you know them? No. Um, what did they want? I need to know who you are um, and who sent you here because... You oh, of you, you, yeah, you come in here oh. asking questions. That's literally yeah. what they did before they just robbed me blind of every piece of work I had in the shop. Um, oh, uh, we were sent by uh, Kothak Valir. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what? yes, Kothak Valir. Kothak is in town. In uh, this particular yeah. town, I mean, he's more on the ship right now. But the ship is here too. I didn't. I didn't think they would show their face in this city again. Wow. What does he want with little old me? Is he? Is he not your friend? Is Supplies. He, your friend? he said you guys are cool. I mean, we're we we are business acquaintances. I, I've helped him. He's helped me a great number of times. This is another one. You are all from town, right? Do you not? Re- were you? Did you not remember the incident? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the woman that appeared all over town and threatened the livelihood of everyone in the undercity. She said she worked. For Kothak and the Gilded Lily. It turned out to be wrong, but I did not think that ship would show its face here again. Yeah, Mr. we were not privy to that information before. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember I remember that week. I didn't I didn't I didn't get come out of my room all that week. That was scary. I was probably just studying. I don't really know what's going on. I mean okay, it, it did happen in the streets. If you were inside you might not have known, but I figured he'd someone but irrelevant. I know you're with Kothak. I know you are friends. And Mr. Kothak wants to once again do business with you, and I kind of take out the bag of gold and and put it on the table. Oh, that's um, a lot of gold. What does he What does he require? And how quickly? Two cannons. Cannons and full order of black powder. You see that his shoulders slump a little bit, and he goes, "Kothak is a. He's been a wonderful friend to me, but I don't think I can." get him what he needs right now that those those ruffians that was not all of them um they were the ones who were left behind to keep an eye on me while they came to grab the last bit of supplies um, i have one barrel of gunpowder left they've kind of kept me here all day and have been taking everything i have um if you're with kothak you're a friend okay full discretion I was working on a commission for a ship building some kind of newfangled cannon. They were going to equip it with these arcane armaments. They actually sent it to me to affix to the cannon and get it all set up. And it was for the Emporo. Those folks, they showed up with Emporo clothing, came to take the order, and when I asked how the watchman that you know, made the order was doing. They didn't know who he was, and that's when th- they got rough. They were Turns out they were pretending to be sent. They took my commission, along with all of the other weaponry I had finished in here. Cannons, swivel guns, black powder bombs. That is unfortunate. Was that the only thing that's magical? I mean, well, do you know what enchantments they... What you were talking about about the cannon? I'm not a uh, I'm not an artificer. I do not know, but 
it was powerful. I was it was supposed to be very very secretive. I wasn't even supposed to tell anyone I was working on it, but these people showed up and somehow knew. I, I'm going. I'm start nudging both of them. I think we should get it. I think we should go get it. Did you hear them discuss anything about where they were going? Who sent them? Who they were? Let me think. You know, guys, we could study it and then. Their leader was very tight-lipped. Mostly stuck to th- Aurora. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's her name apparently. Um, but, she, but um, she, she stuck to mostly threatening me, while her, um, her goons carried out all my goods, and I did overhear one. My, my hearing's a lot better than you would expect it to be. I remember one of the the ruffians talking about heading somewhere, on the coast. Um, of the bismuth of the bismuth channel um you know the the big long stretch of water that will lead you out to the city to the ocean they were making some kind of stop to salvage something i heard two of them discussing you know if they will find the artifact or something and then this this woman shot them a look and they both shut up all right uh i think we need to have a conversation with our friend over there and i kind of point behind me to where neil is sitting on one of the thugs neil's currently giving him a noogie (laughs) (laughs) of course he is thought that's bad memories uh we should we should figure out this mess wait before you leave um, he starts rifling through some of the drawers in his desk, and he opens one out, and he pulls out a vial, like a big, big bottle, like a beaker. Um, it's covered in dust and soot. You can't even tell what it is. And he, like, takes his hand and wipes it across the surface. And you can see that it is, like, a pretty large potion of healing. And he says, I keep this in case um, I hurt myself in the forge. Um, I, I have mangled a hand or two by accident. But here. And he motions to Riley with this kind of large potion. Ah, is it enough for two doses? Because I know Zira needs some. It's a it's a greater healing potion. This this might patch up your wounds, if you're. Oh, uh, Zira? You, you uh, use it. It's whoever, fine. whoever needs it. I'm sorry, I only have one. Um, but. No worries. You're you're more hurt than I am, Ralph. Go ahead. And, uh, I only lost eight. I'm at ten. What about you? Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you look uh, way worse. <laughs> is it that bad? <laughs> I lost nine, and I'm at seven. Oh, you're so squishy. I know, I know. I, I could have prepared. My max is only 18. Wizard yeah, party. My max is around both of you combined. Here, take this. Um, You look way worse. I'll be fine. Go ahead and take it. No, no, no. I can make more. I can, I, I'll, I'll make more when I get time. Can, take it. can I take half of it? <laughs> I take it. Fine. I, I take it. Okay. Um, four D four plus four. You'll heal up. Four D. Well, okay. There's, there's any <laughs> kind of like little. If there's like a little puddle or something that that she's shaking, I just go like. Just Holy shit! <laughs> okay, so I rolled the four D four because it sounded like boost. I said forty four, which it's four D four. You know the dice. Plus four. And I rolled right. it in yeah. roll twenty so he could see what it looked like. And I rolled all that, fours. Oh, uh, what happens is what really happens is Zero's drinking it and it's sloshing all over the place. And some of it gets <laughs> on the floor and then Riley's like, Oh, give me some. No, no, like, no, don't do that. <laughs> oh god. 
He is not sanitary <laughs> at all. And he gets some of his health points back too. All right, I'll give you a I'll give you a hit point for your puddle slurp. <laughs> <laughs> you weirdo. Like a, it's not even a slurp. It's like a dog. He's just looking. At... Yep. Just okay, let's. Uh, yeah, this, is, this is a sad scene, and I'm not gonna look at it. I'm gonna go talk to the thug who is being held by, down by Neil. <laughs> Miss, um, if yes, if you do manage to apprehend them, and any of my goods are still intact, of course, of course, yeah. we will return them to you. Of course, uh, we just need what uh, Kothak asks us to procure. Um, we would not steal what was stolen from you that would be wrong thank you man you're good people thank you uh, look i'm since you're with kothak i know you can be trusted um i'm going to lock up for the night feel free to use this space for as long as you need um just make sure and he no kind of looks out the open door towards the guy on the ground make sure they're all gone by the morning no evidence gotcha thank you we will yes of course yes. Um, and they kind of grab their bag and quickly head out. Okay. Um, uh, dear DM, remind me, um, is there, um, is one of them dead or? Nope, he, his nose has been broken. Well, unconscious. unconscious. One is unconscious, one is conscious and being held down and uh, two escaped along with the leader. Yep. All right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, Interrogation. Torture. Yeah, so Neil is sitting, you guys walk over and see this individual. It's an older human male. And Neil is sitting on their back, on his back. The the man has kind of like stretched out like starfish on the ground. And you can see there's like blood pouring down his nose. His head is on his side and he's just kind of laying there, not moving. He's awake. As you get, as you start to walk up, you see him kind of turn his head in your direction. And you hear Neil go, don't even think about it. I crush your hand. Sorry. I want to make sure that the second one is, the unconscious one, is tied up. Okay. Um, give me a dexterity check. Okay. Uh, 13. That's pretty... Uh, you, you grab some rope from the shop and just tie them up. Or chains, if you'd like. There's chains here as well. Chains. I th well, you know what? I, I think I'm going to go with rope, actually, because with chains, you would need some kind of lock or something to, mm -hmm. like, secure it. Okay. Um, uh, and, and rope, you can just tie it. Uh, I don't really know how to do it very well, but uh, probably might hold for a second. At least we will notice that he is trying to get out of the yep. uh, restraints. And I want to like, kind of uh, take this second person and, and put them um, like wide in the right in the open where we can see them so, so that any attempt at escape will be very obviously visible. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, you put him right in the middle of the room. Um, you are kind of sitting with Neil right by the exit. There's only one exit, so mm -hmm. if he has to get out, he's going to run past all of you. So. Okay. Yeah, so what? how would you like to proceed? Um, can I take a quick sec to look around the room? Um, what is this um, establishment? What's what's the base foundation? What, what material is it? Um, the floor is mostly like hardened caked dirt. Um, okay. Because it's kind of, it looks like this place was naturally dug into the wall by someone. Um, and it wasn't necessarily built around or like built off the wall. It was dug into it. Um, so the floor is still this kind of softer. And the walls are kind of like this same kind of uniform black stone that you have seen throughout the Undercity. 
Okay, so it's, it's rock. Okay, all right. Just making sure I got the surroundings, just in case. Mm-hmm. It is, to note, it is pretty warm in here. Um, it is a forge, and there's only uh-huh. one chamber of ventilation that looks like it's dug up through the ceiling. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Yona, you said you're yes? going to have to interrogate these people. Does that mean hurting them? I don't want to. Absolutely not. If I, I no, no, I don't want to hurt them. Oh. They're already hurt. Yeah. Um, Do you say this out loud? Yes. I mean, I'm I'm asking her out yeah. loud. Yeah. Um. Okay. Can I just? Uh, can I speak to him first? Well, you're kind of big. A little intimidating. Sure. Of course. Yes. I can just uh, keep watch. Make sure that they don't try anything funny. Okay. I got your back. I I, I, I abhor violence. To be honest, I didn't know that breaking that twig would electrify things um okay uh sir um i speak to the whichever one that was neil was sitting on the one that was conscience right Mm -hmm. neil grabs the person's hair and lifts up his head a little and he goes you speak now be be gentle please hi uh sorry uh what's your name brief pause while mike pulls up the (laughs) hello my name is spreadsheet (laughs) <laughs> I purposely write, I'll write in random guards, use names from the list. Name is Randolo. His name is Randolo. <laughs> All right, we're going to we're going to pull out this one. What? My name is Cerny Banders. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was that oh. name was provided by Andy, who is a listener of the show. Thank you, Andy, for that <laughs> wonderfully funny name. Cerny Banders. Please don't uh, hurt me. No, 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 no. Um, no hurting. Sorry, for, for, um, for my friend here. Oh, it's is is Neil still holding him by the hair? Yeah. Oh, Neil, just put him. Oh, let go of his hair. You are no seemed... fun. He releases the hair. He tried to run. He deserved it. Oh, I mean. Zero. Sorry. Neil points to you with a thumbs up. I like you. I like um, you. I wink at him. Well, sir, uh, Cerny, uh, well, you see, we are not in the business of hurting people. Um, obviously, uh, I look toward Neil, um, some more than others, uh, and, um, we just wanted to know a couple things, like, what you were, where, where your operation is, and where you took the stolen goods. Please. That wasn't, alright, roll me a persuasion check. That's what he was hoping for. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to kind of, I want to get into the habit in these situations of kind of letting you guys understand what the DC <gasps> is. Um, it's not something I normally do in my D&D games, but um, just from listening to other podcasts as a listener, I kind of appreciate when I understand how difficult something is. And I'm going to say that the DC for this one is probably, it's not super hard um, because you kind of have him pinned down. Like a regular average difficulty would be 10. A little harder would be 15. I'm going to say it's a 14, specifically because you didn't really say anything coercive. You were just like, tell me where you work. 10. 10. Um, that does not pass. Um, and he goes, I, I just I just work on a ship. Oh, wait. If we're not in combat, can I still use a spell? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can use spells anytime you want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I use Bless for all three of us? Oh, yeah. Ooh, to increase the ability score? Sure. Yes. 
next to that. Okay, cool. And that's like one uh, D four. Uh, yep. Yeah. You can add a D four to that. Oh, let's retroactively say you did it beforehand because that is something you would do. Yeah. Okay. Let's it's going to cost you a spell slot. Yeah, I know. Okay, because you haven't asked, you haven't probed Riley's true name, which would be really invasive. Yeah. I mean, I still wouldn't have got it because that would have only added two. Um, well, after that fails, I look at Neil and then turn around and look at and, and look at Yona, and then I look at Zira and I and I nervously go, "Can you please tell me and my friends?" where you're stationed at and why you were taking everything and where you put everything because I don't want to hurt you but okay this is an intimidation check and I look at Neil and I go but my friends they they do uh oh okay roll me an intimidation check with advantage <laughs> because Neil is sitting on this man damn it uh that would be oh intimidation yep that's uh 13 uh Plus a D four. Oh, plus right. Uh, fifteen. I'm just, I'm just a sailor. I, I, I work the sails usually for, um, for a, a ship, out in the docks, um, called the Shattered Herald. Shattered Herald. Okay. Look, I, I, I don't know a lot. I took this job because it pays. Okay. And here, and you see, like, there's like still blood coming kind of out of his from his broken nose. Insight check. Okay, roll me one. This is gonna be bad too. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, sixteen. Yeah, it seems seems honest. I took this job because it pays, and uh, we were running, picking up goods for uh, someone that my our captain works for. Well, did you have uh, uh, any place you would go if any trouble happened? Any nothing? Kind of. We visit we visit Flailer's Cove pretty often. Lillers Cove. Okay. Well, guys, um, I, I think that he's telling the truth. Um, yeah. Um, uh, all right. A uh, couple more questions. Uh, what kind of goods were you picking up? Um, cannons and an arcane weapon from the shop. Do you know what kind of arcane weapon it was? Um, it was it was mostly boxed up. I couldn't. I don't. I didn't see it. It's supposed to make one of our ships stronger. One of your ships, so there's more than one ship. Uh oh. Um, also, would you know if that gentleman over there knows anything more than you? Oh, that's uh, that's Flint. He he wouldn't know much more than I knew. He's a sailor too. We just we just work the sails and do what the captain tells us, and they give us gold every week. Who's your captain? Um. This is Mike. I actually have a name for this one. Oh, and by the way, Flint, which is Flint Hundermunch, was provided by another <laughs> listener by the name of Jack. Thanks, Jack. It's Captain Galahad of the Shatter Herald. And what's the other ship? You mentioned one of your ships. So what's the other ship? Shattered Herald is one. It's not our ship. It um, belongs to the person our captain has been working with. Um, I'm going to roll a history check that's going to be like a DC 20 because he... It's hard to remember. I I don't know the name of the ship. I just know that we met them at the Flailer's Cove. So just to give you a heads up, as people who live in this world, you would understand that Flailer's Cove is named that way for a particular reason. Um, it is a very famous... If you were to travel there by ship, it would probably take you two weeks because you have to go around the entire peninsula. 
surrounding New Bismuth. Mm-hmm. Or two and a half weeks, actually. It's 22 days if you were to travel there from here. If you were to go across land, it would take you probably about eight, half as much time in much more dangerous territory. Um, you'd have to travel directly through the jungle where there aren't many travel paths. Um, but if anyone would like to roll me a nature check or a history check, I can give you a little more information. That's yes. definitely history for me. And uh, neither for me. Ten. Oh, ten. I got eleven. Highest skill, and I rolled okay. a ten. Um, these stories of a creature called a flail snail are very common among seafaring folk. Um, they're usually part of folklore, and you know them as uh, they're actual creatures. They're these large, very large snails. Based on that, they can they can vary in size. Some would be large, some would be huge. For narrative terms, roughly 10 feet in any d- given direction. But among sailor legends, these creatures are known um, to devour gold. Um, and it's said that if a sailor sees one on the seas with near sandbars or places of, you know, shallow waters, there's a pretty good chance that a ship has sunk in there. And the flail snail is sneaking out, or is like seeking out the treasure like a shark would a meal um, because they devour precious metals. Um, and Flailer, Flailer's Cove is famously a breeding ground for flail snails. It's like a protected area. Okay. Where is uh, the Shattered Herald docked right now? You are bringing materials to it, so it must be somewhere here. It's, it's in the... Uh... Eastern Dock, Undercity. Probably a 10 minute walk. Look, can you please let me go? Look, I, I won't even board the ship. I'm just gonna, I'll run up town. I, they're leaving tonight. I still insight check that. Yeah, give me an insight check. God. Six. Mm, seems truthful. Well, I mean, he seems pretty honest. He's been answering her questions. Maybe uh, drop, uh, leave him tied up on the street or something? I would say let them leave. Um,. If they can promise us they will trouble us no more and not go towards the Shattered Herald, you don't want to go there. You really, really don't want to be anywhere near the Shattered Herald tonight. Uh, okay, alright. Uh, look, if you let me go, I'll, I'll take one of the lifts, the elevators, go uptown, and you'll never see me again. Take your body with you. Alright, well, I can do that. I'll get my nose fixed. I kind of Sorry. look at, at I look at Zira and uh, Neil and uh, and Riley. Are are you okay with that? Is this can we do that? Yeah, it's fine. Ben, they, come back. They surrendered. I don't want to kill them. Uh, works for me. No. And there is one thing I want to do as they are kind of um, being released. I want to uh, kind of pat both of them on the shoulder, uh, say something vaguely threatening, but I'm just doing this as a cover because I want to cast Prestidigitation, uh, which allows me to uh, create a symbol or mark or something like that on the surface. And I want on both of their backs uh, words, I'm a pirate, arrest me to appear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, how long does it last? One hour. Oh no! On their shirts or like on their skin? Yeah, on their backs. On their backs. On their shirts. Okay. On their it has skin. To be on the, it has to be on the object. I cannot do it on a person. Okay. It good has to, know. to be 
as I as I understand, I can't do it on a creature. It has to be on an object or a surface. So, uh, so wall or shield or something like that. Fine, just, but... just made like a really cool trend for shirts. <laughs> oh my god! And such. I thought you were like I was like oh my god. Press the digitation can do tattoos. You just like. It's like a, it's, it's at the grocery store temporary tattoos. Uh, <laughs> For one hour. Yeah. You, you put your hand on his back and rub it on. Yeah, I just, I just like to like pat them both on the shoulder and say, mm -hmm. and if I ever see you again. I can iron on to the shirt. And I kind of leave it hanging without any uh, actual um, threat. I just let them imagine the threat. Neil stands up and kind of chuckles as they both, as at this point, the... Um, Cerny has woke, woken up Flint. <laughs> Cerny Banders. Kind of shaken him awake and untied him. And they both kind of sprint out as you hear, you see Neil. <laughs> that, that was good. That was good. I like you. Uh, I like you too, uh, Neil. Uh, how about we go liberate some cannons? I like that proposition. Let's go. Wait, did we get the, the, the black powder? Uh, he has one. He has one barrel of black powder, so we could. I mean, we could take it and leave him the money for it, uh, but it would not be enough. Uh, we we need more. That is definitely not the like the full uh, amount that is needed, right? Yeah, definitely not. I don't know how much is a full order of black powder for a ship. He oh, didn't specify either. He just said ask for a full order, um, and he said mention oh. the lily. Yeah. So I guess the guy would have known how much to give. We can try to uh, get to the Shattered Herald tonight and potentially get everything to the Lily tonight. But um, there's a pro one problem. Um, I'm strong, but I don't think I'm strong enough to carry two cannons. Uh, I can carry one. Right? And, or you can, can carry one, and I can carry one. Oh. I kind of look at both of them, like measure them up, and like... Uh, that might be a bit of an overestimation of your strength. Uh, it's a fucking cannon. I mean, look, there's one hanging, hanging up on the chain over there, over there, over your head. Can you try and kind of lift it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe if we used like, uh, I can help. <laughs> you can try. I may have just Googled the weight of a cannon. How heavy is a cannon, my friend? Let's let's play a game. <laughs> whoever whoever gets closest on their first guess gets a point of inspiration. Um, it's weighted in pounds, but um, it also says kilograms for your character. Is this is this real or is this in D and D? No, this is real. Um, Five hundred kilograms. Uh, Two hundred pounds. Uh, uh, Three hundred forty-five pounds. You are all very low. Oh god. 1000. Okay, so wait, 1000 pounds and this should be somewhere in the vicinity of 500 kilograms. Um so I'm going <laughs> to say Carolina, you got the closest. Because in kilograms it's 3630. Jesus, what? And in pounds what? it's 8000. Okay, that is. That's close. why they got wheels everybody. Before <laughs> you know. Oh, they're true. It has wheels. We can push it. It's a, it's that a... one's hanging, by the way, the one that's half constructed is hanging from a chain from the ceiling. So, Carolina, you get inspiration for that. Because <laughs> you got the Okay. Closest. Dang it. <laughs> okay. 
okay, look, I googled how heavy is a Canon, and it told me the weight of a Canon, uh, like Canon brand camera. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Between two and a half and three and a half pounds, in case anybody is curious. Oh, it's so my God. <sighs> yeah, so the, the, the specific article I was looking up was, uh, it's talking about the... Um, yeah, it's basically the the you know like the larger cannons that you would see in like um like medieval European artillery. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Uh -huh. Like that's exactly what it's referencing, which I would say is probably a good approximation. They fire they fire 40 pound cannonballs. Yeah, the 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 ship cannons uh it says it's uh 3400 pounds. Okay, yeah, that's still a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, uh, we are not carrying that. There is no way any of us can carry actual cannon. We need a cart and we need oxen to drag this. Fine. Um, so as you all are talking, Neil just kind of goes, So I, you have not done this for a long time, yes? Yes. Not familiar with piracy and people of Aryuk? By the way, mm -hmm. I don't know if you have realized, um, Riley, he kind of looks at you. Have you told him? Uh, what now? No, have no. you told them? Told them? The, the, the operations of the ship? Roughly. What Goldzak told you? No, no, I assume that he told them the same thing. He did not. Riley? Riley, what's going on? Hey there, adventurers, and welcome to the mid-roll. I hope you're enjoying the fun so far. If you enjoy our show, please take the time to support us by following us on Twitter, reviewing us on Podchaser, or iTunes, or, you know, just telling your friends about us. Storytelling is our passion, and I want to bring that passion to as many people as possible. If you'd like to learn more about the show, or name your very own NPC that's non-player character, check out our website at www.toapodcast.com. This week, I'd like to give a shout-out to a great show called Chosen Ones. They're another actual play show based on YouTube with their own podcast as well. Take it away, Cassie. Well, hello there, young adventurer. I've been waiting for you. We've met before, don't you remember? Ah, no worries. I'm quite forgetful myself. The other sparks are waiting for you. Leviath, Shuey, Theo, and Brandy. They've had such wonderful tales to tell. A truly marvelous story. I wonder which one of them will be the chosen one. Perhaps none of them will. Perhaps it will be you. The morning's coming soon. I have to leave now. Will I see you again? I sure hope so. Is a story really a story if there's no one to tell it to? Well, goodbye for now, adventurer. Chosen Ones is a visual novel-style D&D podcast on YouTube that releases every Thursday at 1pm CST. Find us on Twitter at Chosen Ones D&D. Come adventure with us. Alright, let's get back to the show. So I... You have not done this for a long time, yes? Yes. Not familiar with piracy and people of Aryuk? By the way, mm -hmm. I don't know if you have realized, um, Riley, he kind of looks at you. Have you told them? Uh, what now? No, have no. you told them? Told them? The, the, the operations of the ship? Roughly. What Goldzak told you? No, no, I assume that he told them the same thing. He did not. Riley? Riley, what's going on? 
So, just keep this plain and simple. You have passed my test for you. You did not kill these people who had surrendered and uh, did did funny joke as they walk away. I like it. <laughs> now, as our friend Riley knows, we are pirates in a sense. But we only take and steal from those who steal from those who don't deserve stealing from. For example, pirates steal from Emporo ship? It's fine. Emporo is strong, can be oppressive. We are chill with that. Pirates steal from little man who runs blacksmith shop and has no money of his own. Very bad, we deal with that. Now, what I'll say to you is if they are truly pirates... Man, this accent's all over the place. I don't really care. I think we're just going to make that consistent for Neil. <laughs> <laughs> I keep losing it, and uh, I don't really care. And if they, if they are pirates, they are currently packing ship and running as fast as they can. They already have the goods. There's no reason for them to stay. I say by the time we get to ship, it will probably be sail away. And we so, have no way of, of removing what they stole from the ship, really. No, but we have someone on board our ship who has means of tracking. We know okay. name of ship, yes, Shattered Herald. We know identity of t someone who is on board. Do any of you know illusion magic? A face is helpful in this scenario. Illusion? Minor illusion. Can you use spell to make copy of her face? Sure. Try. I'd like to see. Okay. What's minor illusion use? Ooh. Oh, it beta fleece. Okay. Uh, and I will use minor illusion. Take out a little bit, little bit of fleece. And do we have mat? Are, are matches in this? Yeah, Tinder okay. in this. This is how he. This is how he's gonna cast minor illusion. Take a little bit of fleece, and then roll it up, and then take a match and kind of light it, light it, and then it just. And then the ashes from the ashes come together to form the face. Very good, yes. Okay, so we can use this face to help track, assuming they have left. I think by the time we get to dock, they will be gone. Considering the bond of authority ran first, she did not care about these folks. Sign of bad leadership. Well, I didn't know that you could use that, use that kind of magic. Oh. You will learn many things on our ship. It is nice to be able to finally teach someone something for once. Usually it's the other way around. <laughs> you seem smart. <laughs> no. Oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't have guessed that that they would have been gone. I just watched I've watched little people do magic trick before. Ah, <laughs> uh, and I kind of I I turn to Zira and I ask um will you spoke her name? Mhm. Mm uh, how did you know what her name was? You asked her name. She didn't say anything, but you knew her name. Oh, it's this, it's this little thing that I picked up. It's if I learn their name, well, if I ask their name, they have to tell me pretty much. Huh. And maybe will knowing her name help track her somehow? It, I don't know no. how that works. It doesn't help me track her. Um, while she's in my vicinity, I can do things to her or make her do things. Uh, it gives you a measure of power over her that you didn't, you normally wouldn't have. But she has to be in my vicinity. I, I look at, at Neil and I say, um, 
this this person on the ship who knows how to track uh if she has if they have a face and and the name do you think this will be enough i did not know you could do things with names that's that's very cool um i kind of just picked it up you know probably see now i'm back in scenario where you teach me that's normal <laughs> Happy to we are all learning. Okay, so let's go. Let's go. The more we talk, the the faster they get away. In this case, uh, I am uh, Neil. How how much would a single barrel of black powder cost? I don't know exact money. Depends on how much he charged, but uh, like a rough estimate. Just leave leave fifteen gold. We take one barrel. Should be more than enough. I'm gonna do that, and I'm going to also like uh, find something to scribble a quick note uh, for uh, for the blacksmith, and I'm going to say that uh, we are taking the barrel, leaving the money, and if we can retrieve the rest of his possession that were stolen, we'll do it. Uh, but we don't know how long this is going to take. I basically, basically, so that he doesn't, he doesn't expect us to come back tomorrow with uh, everything returned. But uh, that she know that he knows that we are not stealing from him as well. Yona, you should give him a like one or two like, pieces extra for his troubles. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm assuming we definitely have more than 15 gold in that. Yeah, we we have a we have a bag of gold from from uh, Kothak, so we can we can leave him, leave him enough for a barrel and a small tip, basically. Yeah. I'm gonna assume that price is okay. I know for a fact that the Dungeon Master's Guide actually has like a price. I just don't remember what it is. Right. I can look it up in the in the meantime, but we can move on to other things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So over the next little bit of time. Um, you kind of gather up your things, take the black powder barrel. Um, Yuana, I think you're strong enough to carry just the one, um, no problem. Especially with your height, it's very easy to get good leverage on it. Um, so you manage to carry it out. Where are you attempting to go? To the lily, I think. Okay. Um, the guild, so you're, you're going to take this black powder barrel to the guild of the Um, now Neil knows where that is. So, um, you guys spend the next five... 10 minutes just walking through the city, following Neil, um, carrying the black powder barrel with you. And after some time, you make your way to the Undercity docks. In the distance, you can see the Pillars Wake mountain range, silhouetted by the rings of Asperon that kind of arc and grace across the sky in this big, white, um, vibrant sh like strip of, of um, light that streaks across the sky. Um, the cool thing about having rings on a planet is that, like the moon, it reflects the light back at us. The rings do that to an insanely vibrant degree. The docks are pretty well lit. You can see pretty far, uh, much more than you would if we were on Earth um, in the middle of the night. There are sparse lights along the docks, but again, with the ring light, they're not quite necessary. You can see a cr stretched across this dock, which is easily the length of three or four city blocks easily. There are dozens and dozens of ships docked here. Um, you make your way down the docks. As you pass across, you encounter many different little bars and restaurants that are open and there are patrons inside. You can hear music and laughter echoing out across the water as you make your way down the docks. And Neil leads you to the furthest dock. I guess it would be the, the southernmost piece of the Undercity docks. Um, down here, there are sections of dock that are clearly built for larger ships not sailing vessels but more like 
Let me look it up. I have the exact type of ship it is, but I can't quite seem to find it in my notes. Uh, dear DM, yes. I checked the price of gunpowder mm -hmm. and the keg of gunpowder, which is about 20 pounds, mm -hmm. costs 250 gold. Okay, so let's just say you left him that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it has the, to not be insulting. 15, 15 with a tip, that would be uh, not enough for yeah. like a single horn of yeah. gunpowder. Yeah, okay. That's very good to know. Um, so yeah, we'll just say retroactive. You've added a zero. Good to know. Mm -hmm. You overtipped from what Neil said, because Neil clearly doesn't know. <laughs> He wasn't the smartest. He told us a friend. <laughs> he laughed when you called him the smart one, so. <laughs> um, is that he's smarter than he looks? I have the exact type of ship this is. Yeah, actually, I think it might be a brigantine. Because um, they're they're a little bit smaller. Yeah, it is a brigantine. Um, now that I remember in my notes. Sea of Thieves, y'all. Yeah. Sea of Thieves. Yeah, so I, I, actually, some <laughs> of my research came from Sea of Thieves, because like, a lot of the pictures... Yeah, the Lily would absolutely be a brigantine, um, which is not—it's not a huge ship. It's not a warship. Um, it's definitely built to carry cargo, um, and it can usually be equipped with weapons. So you make your way down the docks to this ship that's like moored at the dock. It's right on the edge, at the very, very end of the docks. Um, your best guess would probably be: they need a speedy escape. There's nobody else in the way. But as you make your way down the docks, the other ships around you are kind of silent. You see a handful of people who might be standing on their ship, just keeping an eye on things, maintaining stuff. But for the most part, these docks are moored, or these ships are moored and mostly quiet. Um, and you make your way up to a ship parked at the very end. And ahead of you, you see a brigantine ship, which these particular ships are about um, from 90 to 115 feet long. They're fairly large, but they're not quite like galleon warships. Um, as you walk up, you can see there are a handful of cannon doors that are in a little bit of disrepair, like peeking right above the level of the docks, just above the surface of the water. And the ship looks fairly simple. Um, there isn't anything about it that quite stands out, and that makes you wonder if it's by intention. But as you walk up, you do notice one thing, that attached to the front of the ship, the figurehead, is um, a coiling mermaid with its tail that looks like it's actually like digging into the wood and wrapping around the front of the ship like a spiral. But you notice that wreathed around this uh, mermaid is dozens and dozens of gold gilded lilies that had been carved from metal and made to be the figurehead of the ship. On the ship, you see a handful of people kind of just standing near the edges, keeping watch. You can hear laughter and music being played up on deck. And across the ship, you can see torches lit kind of bathing this section of this kind of dark and mostly overlooked portion of the docks um, with kind of a cheerful light. Neil begins to walk up on the gangplank and Neil goes, Welcome to Gilded Lily. It's fine ship, it's, it's go fast. Um, I think you like. What would you all like to do? Uh, I follow Neil. Same. You walk up the gangplank to the ship and you watch as Neil steps on board. And as he reaches the end of the gangplank and walks forward, all of you watch him just vanish. Almost like he stepped through a curtain. Uh, it's magic. Uh, would Joanna understand what just happened? Uh, some kind of illusion? You can probably assume that. If you want to make an arcana check to look for anything, you could. I would like to. Ruth, same. That is not fantastic. Uh, but it is also not bad because I have a good arcana skill. Uh, 16. Ooh, beats me. 
This is clearly some type of illusion. And with your arcana checks, both of you, well, all three of you, looking over the ship, you can clearly see that in some of the pieces of wood, as you walk up, it's so faint and very hard to notice. But you know what to look for. There are, like, these symbols and kind of um, pictographic, like, images carved into the ship. They're like arcane runes that signify certain things. And together, it looks like the runes around the edge of this ship are building an illusion of what's on board. Which looks to be plain old sailors enjoying their time. Um, do you walk forward through the veil? Yep. I rush forward. You walk through the veil, and in, in that brief moment, um, when you step through, the kind of quiet cackling of fire and the cheerful calm that is over the ship immediately vanishes as you step through. And it's replaced with kind of a rousing crowd of people. There's someone standing in the middle of this group on top of a barrel playing music. And you can clearly see there are easily 25 people um, standing kind of in a circle around this tiefling woman whose violet skin curled ram's horns who is standing on top of uh, this barrel with a lute and just playing it um, and creating this kind of harmonious melody and doing a dance on top of the barrel. And everyone around her is kind of laughing and clapping. And Neil immediately goes, we have party, yes! And starts to step forward. And it seems like he immediately forgot why you guys came to the ship. I am going to set down the, the barrel of gunpowder because it's heavy and unwieldy and uncomfortable to carry. Mm -hmm. You plop it down on board. Um, no one seems to even take mind to you placing it there. Um, among this crew, I can say immediately you cannot see Kothak. And Neil joins in the crowd, grabs a drink off a barrel, chugs it down in one go, and starts clapping along to the rhythm of the music. At this point, what would you all like to do? This is your kind of first introduction to the crew. Riley would actually go back to the um, entrance, like the border mm -hmm. of that veil, and kind of just study it and like poke at it. Um, yeah, so you peek your head through the veil, and as you do, as your ears, your eyes pass through the veil, and you can, you don't see anything, the dock is quiet, but your ears can hear the rousing crowd behind you. And as you pass your head further through the veil, the sound just suddenly gets cut off as your ears pass through it. Like it's somehow hiding what's going on on board of the ship. Oh, this is interesting. It's exciting. You look to your right and you see a watchman with a kind of a spear and a torch just keeping an eye on the ship. And when you pull your head back in, there's no one there. Oh, some kind of illusion magic with um, to make it look like we're there keeping watch but no one really is and there's no audible sound outside of the barrier but inside the barrier is a oh i wonder what it is uh, i rolled to see if i notice what riley is doing i got you 14 yeah I? I wouldn't even make you roll for it i'm just okay. super obvious about so, it so basically i'm gonna i'm gonna go to riley and say riley if, do you know that if you stick your head out of the illusion then somebody can see just the head hanging in the air and nothing else? Hmm? What? Uh, well, I didn't think about that. Do you pull your head back? <laughs> I, um, just one more time. I just I want to see how it works. Yeah, I'll put my head back out one more time. As you push your head through the veil, you can see out of the corner of your eye the runes that are closest to you are kind of pulsing with a faint light. 
You notice at this point as you lean your head out that the whole ship around the edge of it are they have these runes carved into the wood. Like right, basically right at the wood below the railings. So it's creating a veil around the surface of the ship. Like the, the upper decks. I pull my head back in. Is this on the outside, like outside of the veil or, or inside it's, of it? It's, the, the runes are carved outside of the veil. Imagine them as a boulder. Mm. It's, it's rune magic. They carved runes inside, onto the ship, on the hull. That's, I've never heard about magic like that. Uh, that would be interesting to study. What else do you think they have out on, on board? Let's check. Uh, and I kind of look around and see. I, I want to see if anybody is actually reacting to our presence because we're strangers who just barged in without yeah. introduction or anything. Um, so with a quick look around, most of the crowd isn't paying attention to you. Neil is at the back of the crowd kind of singing with a drink and he looks over his shoulder and goes, Come, have a drink. Come. Come, come. Everyone. He like yells out. And some people look away from the crowd, and he goes, he like motions to all of you, welcome our new security force. And you see a couple people kind of like smile and nod, and then they immediately ignore Neil and go back to what they were doing. Riley shrinks a bit. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. I kind of look at my companions like, uh, what do we do with this? Barrel of gunpowder? What? What now? Let's uh, let's just <laughs> let's just put it down somewhere and let's go over to Neil. Grab a drink. See if they have any juice for Riles. Ooh, juice? Yes. Uh, Sorry, I'm okay. a little frustrated. I I didn't prepare one of my spells. Darn. It's fine. Let's go get juice. Uh, get uh, find find something to drink for me. I will make sure that this barrel is below decks it i don't think it should stay on on on, on deck uh, and i'm gonna try to grab it and uh, uh like maybe ask somebody like point me in the direction of where the gunpowder storage is uh because i need to put it there mm -hmm. um so looking through the crowd pretty quickly um you see someone at the um the fringe of the crowd just quietly sipping on a, a mug of something um, and as you walk forward, the smell of whiskey kind of hits your nose. And with you carrying this big barrel, um, a woman from the crowd immediately looks over to you. She looks you up and down, looks towards Neil, and looks back at you, and says, Hello. Hi. Bring you some goods, yes? Uh, yes, I am Joanna. I uh, believe I will be joining your crew, and uh, I need to put this somewhere safe. There are people... Uh, smoking pipes, and uh, it's probably not best to have a lot of gunpowder around that. Yes, I, I quite agree. Um, here, my name is Freya. I'm the quartermaster of the ship. Um, follow me. And she starts to walk towards a pair, uh, like a, a staircase that leads down below the deck of the ship. Okay, I follow her. Um, you follow. She kind of leads you pretty quickly. It's very, this, this ship design is very simple and open. Um, you walk down below and find a hole filled with hammocks. Um, pressed up against the walls are clearly cannons. Um, you can you notice that two of the cannon slots are empty. Um, and the black powder barrels are, there's a lot less than you would expect. Um, there's like two or three up top, not a lot. Um, and this woman Freya goes, here, um, and she pulls a lever and you watch a hatch in the middle of the deck 
kind of it's like an iron gate it opens up and a lift starts to lift up it's like a wooden kind of a mechanical lift with a wooden platform that lifts up and on this lift there are a bunch of gunpowder barrels um not a lot probably about 10 um it looks like it's probably about half full and she says did uh did did kothak send you out on a purchase of sorts uh yes and it did not go the way it should uh it seems that somebody robbed the um blacksmith that we were sent to uh and uh ran away with most of his supply the cannons were taken and so was gunpowder uh this was all we could get but we know where the cannons went we know who stole them well the captain would absolutely like to know about that um, here, leave the leave the bower here. I will get everything prepped and close this up. Um, you'll find the captain on the upper deck. There's a pair of double doors right to the left. Um, he's probably in there doing some work. He usually doesn't take part in the gatherings. I see. Uh, do, do I give the rest of the money to you? You're the quartermaster, quartermaster, or do I give it back to the captain? Um, you can you can give it to me. I'll keep it in our stores until it is required. As is of course, job. yes. There you go. Uh, we left uh, enough money for this one barrel uh, with the blacksmith, but we uh, could not spend the rest because there was nothing to buy. That is quite all right. I'll make a note of it in our stores. Thank you. Uh, okay. Also, um, and she, you notice that um, she kind of reaches up and takes off this pointed hat she's wearing and takes it off and bows to you. Welcome to the lily. I bow back as a... Thank you for the gracious welcome. Uh, let me find my friends and we can go speak to the captain. Good. Um, notify me if there's any um, changes or orders and such. I will deal with it. Okay. All right. Um, and as you make your way back up to the upper decks, you can hear the um, mechanical gears clinking as the the lift lowers and the, the iron doors or the iron like mesh slowly closes over the, the hold. And you make your way back up to the upper deck where they are. The the crew is currently carousing. Um, the music has stopped playing, but they've kind of broken off into groups and there's just chatter. Some of them are playing games. You can see at this moment, Neil has clearly engaged in an arm wrestling match with one of the crew, which he swiftly obliterates. Uh, I want to <laughs> join, but I have things to do. Do it. Do it. Later, later. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna find Riley and 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 Zira and see if they manage to get themselves in trouble or drunk or uh, made any new friends while and, I was. Go- and that was my next question. What would you two do while um, Joanna was below deck? Uh, probably scouting the ship, looking for drinks. Okay. Not alcohol. We're definitely at the I don't know the bar or wherever you can get drinks. Yes, there's um so with drinks there there's just a big barrel on the on on the deck of the ship that someone has actually tapped um and they're just pouring ale from the bottom of it um it's up on like kind of a makeshift like set of crates that were just kind of off to the side and there's someone kind of tending the tap and just pouring drinks it's kind of like a you know first come first serve deal um but people have kind of stopped by and keep refilling is that the only place that drinks Basically, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a ship. There's not going to be a bar or anything. There's going to be a barrel with a hole in it. <laughs> I see. Yeah, then I'm not drinking right now. I I nervously go up and ask, as, as, excuse me, 
What? What is that? Hi there. Hi. I, I'm I'm Riley with a W. Are you new here? Yeah, I just got, just came on. Uh, brought the. Oh, where's the black powder? Uh, with uh, not Kothaka. Neil. The I think crew. you need a drink. Yeah. What kind is it? It's just ale. Ale. Um, uh, and that's all you have. You got any? Juice or water or yeah, we do have water. No juice. Mm, it spoils very fast. Oh. And um, I guess I'll take a cup of ale and I'll take a cup of water. Well, not together. I'm, I'm not the bartender, but he really like oh. reaches over and there's like clearly a like a, a bin of cups and he just pulls one out and hands it to you. It's like kind of a ceramic mug. Enjoy. Okay. Oh, I've never done this before, and, and he, I, hearing you I, say that, this person's kind of watching you curiously. I there's the little lever thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's just and like then, a spout, like a spigot. You just and gingerly just pulls it. Since you're doing it gingerly, it slowly and painfully pours in. <laughs> and then he doesn't. He's never done it. He doesn't know if it's just gonna shoot out like full blast, like a fire hose and or something while you're doing this the guy goes what the hell are you doing and reaches over and grabs the spigot and gives it a hard turn and it just <laughs> fills your mug almost immediately okay thank Turns you what are you wait he grabs your sleeve are you new here yes i came in with neil just a, a minute ago well you're the, you're the new hire yeah i'm riley with a w i was about to ask your name but you gave me yours first who are you cordial your name is cordial no, I think you were being cordial. I'm it being wasn't, cordial. but that's very funny. So yes, his name is now cordial. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, cordial. Well, nice meeting you. Well, nice meeting you, Mister Cordial. Uh, where's the water? He said there's water. Um, he looks around over there, and you can see there's like one barrel that looks a little different than the rest, and there's there's nobody at it. Dusty, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no one's touched it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, walk over, you walk over and you give it a pour, and it's just like this gentle pour of liquid. Very fast, it, which means no one has drank in front of it at all. Oh, cool. Oh is it cold? Is the water cold? No. It's probably room temperature. <laughs> uh, huh? I look over my shoulder and make sure that, that Zira and um, Yona aren't watching me. It's weird. And... Try to use Faust on <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. You're trying to use Frostbite to make your glass cold? <laughs> when you clearly could have taken Prestidigitation, which allows you to do that in the actual no, no, writing no, it, it, of the it, spell? Prestidigitation doesn't. It doesn't. I don't have that anyway. doesn't. Okay, you know what? Uh, you're let... thinking about Thaumaturgy. Okay, because I've let Thurbash use Prestidigitation Prestidigitation to do that for a long time, so I think that's just going to be canon that it happens in this universe. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was just gonna, um, I was just gonna, you know, a little frostbite on it. Roll me an arcana check, or uh, you know what? Roll me an ability check using your intelligence oh or charisma, God. your choice. Uh, um, I'm going to use charisma because this is probably the smartest thing to do. Also, it's my. No, uh, it's digitation. You're right. Sorry, I, I retract my previous statement. Oh okay. yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. You said okay. It's uh, 22. Oh damn. Okay, so you take your hand 
and put it over the glass and just kind of you feel cold air start to coalesce on your hand and you kind of blast the water and it's so fine that you actually make ice cubes. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> if you had rolled a one, you would have ice blasted the mug and it would have fell on the ground and shattered. Um, <laughs> and then Riley's just gonna be like, "Yes, I could have, I could have used it on my leg too." <laughs> <laughs> and I then he walks. Unless you want ice cubes in your leg. And then he walks back over, and he's gonna look for Yana. Okay. Um, Zero. What are you up to? Uh, I think I water behind Riles and where I'm following him looking around the ship. Okay. Roll me a perception check. Perception. Mm-hmm. Is this to see if I use <laughs> Zero, what'd you roll? Thirteen. Thirteen? Okay. Um looking around, everything seems pretty above board. Um you do notice that there is someone um sitting in the crow's nest up above. Um just a note as a feature on the deck of the ship. Um, I did drop a picture in our Discord, but they have two two main masts that run from top to bottom of the ship. Um, each features sails. Um, this is this is like a kind of you know schematic drawing of an actual ship like this. Um, but yeah, so you notice someone sitting up in the um, the crow's nest, just kind of keeping watch, um, looking around for other folks. But aside from that, nothing crazy. Neil has been. He's won two arm wrestling competitions at this point. He's trying to rally a third, but no one looks interested. And at that time, Ioana, uh, you come back from below deck. Okay. Uh, I will try to locate my two friends. On okay. Deck. I'm not even going to make you roll or anything. It's it's an open deck ship. There are lots of people around, but within a pretty quick moment, you find them. Yeah, okay. Um, I look at, at Riley's glass full of ice cubes and very cold water and, huh, impressive. Uh, and uh, when yeah. we're all together, I say, uh, uh, we should go talk to Kothak. And I sheepishly hand Yona her ale. Oh, here. Oh, oh thank you. Thank you that's very much. That's very, that's very nice. Um, uh, I I kind of like uh, you know uh, clink glasses. There's with... no, there's no. Is it cold enough for you? I. It's okay. It's okay. I just want to say the thought of ice cubes made of beer sent a chill up my spine. That doesn't <laughs> sound good at all. That doesn't sound good at all. But then when it when it melts, it doesn't dilute your. Beer. Yeah, but have you ever had a beer that had that was partially frozen? I have because I usually put them in the freezer to cool them very quickly and then drink it. But sometimes I like them too long. And it's not. It's like a. It's like a sad snow cone. It it goes flat. Oh. It goes completely oh. flat. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure if uh, like medieval ale was actually carbonated and well uh, fizzy. I'm a like weirdo. That. I like flat stuff anyway. I like flat soda too. Makes his tummy hurt. Delight. <laughs> it, makes me, it makes me burp a lot. That's all. Okay, so the four of you are now, or the three of you are kind of now together in the deck of the ship. Um, you're looking for Kothak. If you remember, um, the quartermaster told you that he's usually in his office at this time, in the, or in his quarters at this time, right? Mm-hmm. How uh, late is it? Um, right now, it's probably about nine. A bokish, right? If you remember, Kothak said they were leaving at midnight. 
which mm-hmm. game would have given you a few hours to get the ship. And they wouldn't leave Neil behind either, so... Yeah. I say, um, I spoke to the Quartermaster, her name is Freya, and she said we should go talk to Kothak, so... And I'm kind of raising my hand to knock on the door to Kothak's office. I was just about to say that. Last time you didn't knock, and that was bad. Yeah, I... I... that was wrong. I will knock next time. As our adventuring party stands just outside of Kothak's office, hands raised for a quick knock, our view slips through a crack in the planks of the door, and we move across his dimly lit office. Seated at the large table in the center, we see the orange-furred apeling looking out into the open sea. From here, Kothak is a silhouette, backlit by the celestial rings of Asperon gliding across the view of the ocean. And in the waters below, we can see the reflection of the rings dancing in the evening light upon the water. Kothak leans forward and takes a sip from a tumbler glass filled with whiskey and ice. In front of him, a small photograph of the ship's previous security crew. In the center, we see Kothak standing in line with a crew of others. Beside him stands his first mate, a blue-skinned Janasi, Vapa. Together, they are surrounded by a group of others. A woman bearing tattoos all over her form that glow with a molten light. A gnomish man with dark skin and a lute strapped upon his back. A tall dragonborn with magnificent silver wings flecked with spots of blue. And finally, a young man of purple skin, his hair tussled with golden feathers and a paintbrush clutched between his hands. Sitting at the table, Kothak leans back and mutters something to himself in the darkness, the privacy of his cabin. Off to save the world, huh? He takes another slow practice sip from his whiskey glass. He left some mighty large boots for these kids to fill. A knock at the door disturbs this intimate moment, and Kothak stands up, tucking the photograph into his shirt pocket, taking care not to bend or crease it. I really hope they have what it takes to fill the hole you left behind. He reaches forward to quickly swing open the door and greet our adventurers waiting for him outside. Hey there, pirates, and uh, thanks for sticking around. I hope you're as excited as I am for things to come. Our theme song, titled A New Hero in Town, was created by Kevin McLeod. We use his work a lot throughout our production, so check out Incomputech Music for more. Our ambient tracks for this episode were created by Sword Coast Soundscape, which you'll find linked in our episode description. They also have a YouTube channel and a Bandcamp. You should really check them out. I'll keep this one short and sweet. We'll be dropping episodes for this show during the off weeks of the main feed, so you get double the Asperon in the same amount of time. We lost a teeny bit of audio between recordings, but if you really wanted to know how Riley got that arrow out of his leg, keep listening. It's mostly just them goofing off, I promise. Stay healthy, and see you soon.
the fact that you begin all these sentences with "I think" is not giving me any more. Okay, I've, I, I'm rolling. I've once. Hey, eighteen, shocking. eighteen, eighteen, eighteen. You're not going to bleed to death. That's good. Fine. <laughs> My leg. Will I walk again? <laughs> um. Okay, so I will say, roll me an Arcana check on your frostbite. If you want to try and use it. Now, the 18, you pull the arrow out and manage to just take something very quick and stuff it in there. Like, stuff it where the wound is, just to seal it up and kind of slow it. I'm doing the Arcana check. Oh my god. god. Just to see if it would work. Not if you roll it, If you roll three, you will be convinced that it works. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh What'd god, you I suck! Uh, hold on. Ten. Ten. Okay, basic knowledge here. Frostbite does damage to things. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Will the 18 medicine check still work even though he's done more damage to us? And also... No, I, it was no, just he's, to see yeah, he's, he's seen, thinking. He's not you doing remember, it. He's not... You remember a story from class where someone talked about how they were they their limb was infected and they knew they were going to lose it. So they froze it with a frostbite cantrip to stop the infection from spreading long enough for them to get home and cut off the limb. Oh. So you know what? I totally <laughs> totally didn't remember that right. I mean I've seen people use shocking grass to restart someone's um heart, but uh yeah. Um but frostbite, never mind. You need bandages. You don't need to freeze your leg unless you want to uh, kind of, you know, begin your new career on the sea by getting a peg leg. I don't know what that is. It's a fake wooden leg. I prefer my real one. Don't so, freeze it then. So maybe let's not think about using frostbite. All right? I now on. No it, it was a thought, and then I realized that someone, I, I got my stories mixed up. Must have been mm. yeah. right. you know. Don't do that. What is uh, what is Mr. Gillian doing while all of this is happening? Thank you for removing the arrow.